the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. The title of the message today is Controlling Your Tongue, from James chapter 3, and the passage was read for us by Sister Allen. One of the things we have become very conscious of over the past several years is the unbridled use of the tongue by people, especially in high places. We have seen and heard politicians and others use words which many of us find offensive, demeaning, and lacking in civility. The contents of talk radio and cable TV programs reveal a growing lack of civility and good judgment. Now, research some years ago discovered that the average American speaks one, spends one-fifth of his or her life talking. Now, add to that emails, text messages, Facebook, and Twitter, and you can see the devastating results of the wrong use of the tongue, the wrong use of words. James, in his letter, written in the first century, recognized the tongue as a powerful instrument for good or evil. And if we were writing today, we could not do any better than James did in the first century. So in James chapter 3 and verse 2, we read, If anyone can control his tongue, it proves that he has control over himself. Now, there are basically two main points. First, we need to learn to control our tongue. And James gives us three reasons why we need to learn to control our tongue. The first is because our tongue directs where we go. And he gives us a couple of illustrations And so in verse 3 of James chapter 3, James says, We can make a large horse turn around and go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. And so James is saying that in the same way, um, our tongue can direct our life. It can either keep us on course or get us off course. 
Our words affect the direction of our life. In verse 4, he gives another example. He says, or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Now, the Queen Mary, the largest um, ship, I believe, is three acres long. The anchor of the Queen, Mary's, of the Queen Mary uh, weighs the equivalent of ten automobiles. Yet that large ship is steered by a relatively small rudder. It directs it. And James is saying, just like a little rudder directs a ship, your tongue is a rudder of your life. The steering wheel of your life. It is the words that you use, um, your tongue. Because the tongue is such a small part of, of the human body, we tend to forget its importance. Yet it is actually the controlling factor in our life. Just like a rudder sets the direction of a ship, and just like a bit sets the direction of a horse, the way you talk directs where you are going to be. You have no idea how powerful words really are. Because we don't realize how strongly they do set the direction of our life. We talk about all kinds of stuff without watching our words. James says, your mouth directs where you go. So if you want to know where you are headed in the future, look at your conversation. Look at the words that you, that you use. What do you talk about the most? Whether you talk about whatever you talk about the most, you tend to move in that direction. Do you talk about the Lord the most? Do you talk about money the most? Do you talk about your problems the most? Whatever you are focusing on, that's the way you're headed in life. We shape our words, then our words shape us. If you don't like the way you are headed in life, change your vocabulary and you'll see the difference it will make. I'm not talking about um, cursing. I'm talking about the topics you talk about all the time. Your mouth, the Bible says, directs you. Listen to Solomon in, in um, Proverbs chapter 13, verse 3. He who guards his lips guards his life, but he who speaks rashly will come to ruin. You see, if you want to control your life, then get control of your conversation, get control of your tongue. But the second reason that uh, James uh, gives why we ought to learn to control our tongue is that our tongue can destroy what we have. Our tongue can destroy what we have. Again, James gives us a picture. In verses 5 through 6a, uh, James says, The tongue is a small thing, but what enormous damage it can do. 
a great forest can be set on fire by one tiny spark, and the tongue is a flame of fire. See, each year, there are huge forest fires in the western part of the country, particularly in California. And sometimes hundreds of expensive homes are destroyed by fire. Often they're started by just one spark. And just like a careless camper can destroy an entire national park, a careless word can destroy an entire life. How many marriages are destroyed by careless words? How many children are scarred for life by careless words? How many uh, careers are short-circuited by careless words? How many relationships are devastated by careless words? And how many problems in the church are caused by careless words? So many of our problems in life come by the way that we talk. James says our words are like a little spark that can start an enormous forest fire. Nothing spreads faster than fire except gossip. People who spread rumors and can do enormous destruction to human life. And we should steer clear of such persons and not to be involved in spreading rumors because of the destruction it can, it can um, make. In verse, verse 6b, the second part of verse 6, James says, The tongue is set on fire by hell itself and can turn our whole lives into a blazing flame of destruction and disaster. Fire and words have a lot in common. Fire under control is good. Fire under control gives warmth and gives light. But fire out of control is devastating. Words under control give encouragement. Words out of control can be just as damaging and destructive as a fire. My words direct where I go and can destroy what I have. They turn a little thing into a big thing. Have you ever seen a chain reaction to angry words? It goes something like this. Dad comes home from work and he's really frustrated and he takes out his frustration on his wife. He says something unkind or might even yell at her unnecessarily, and then she has had just enough frustration, so she turns around and yells at her older son. The older son turns around and yells at his younger brother. The younger brother kicks the dog. The dog bites the cat. The cat comes over and scratches the baby. So there is often a chain reaction to our words. Have you ever heard someone say, she said this, then I said that, and all hell broke loose? You see, your words have the power 
to delight or to destroy, to build up or to tear down. So what's the antidote? Solomon tells us in Proverbs chapter uh, 21 and verse 23, keep your mouth closed and you'll stay out of trouble. Amen. And then James um, 3, 7, and 8 says, All kinds of animals have been tamed by man, but no man can tame the tongue. It's a restless evil full of deadly poison. You see, humanly speaking, the tongue is uncontrollable. You can tame animals, but James says you can't tame the tongue. He says it is a restless evil and is, it's full of deadly poison. Just a few drops of poison can kill you. The tongue can be a deadly weapon. Some of you may still be recovering from words that hurt you back in your childhood. That's how damaging our words can be. We have to be aware that words or tongue will direct our lives and can destroy what we have if we aren't careful. But the third thing, a reason that James says that we ought to learn to control our tongue is because our tongue displays who we really are. It displays who we really are. It reveals our inner character. It says who we really are. You see, if you want to know what a person is really like, look at their words, look at how they talk, look at their conversation. It's a mirror of what is going on in the inside of them. One of the things our words reveal is our inconsistencies, for example. And so, and so James uh, tells us in James chapter 3 and verse 10, it says, Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. You see, when James talks about cursing here, he's not talking about swearing or vulgarity. He's talking about put-downs, snide remarks, sarcasm, words that tear down rather than words that build up. So many of you have no problem with swearing because you turned that over to the Lord a long time ago. You conquered that. But you may still have uh, a very sharp tongue, a cutting tongue. Or you may have a tendency to say words that put people down, that tear down rather than build up. And James says, out of the same mouth come praise and cursing, and that should not be. It's amazing how quickly we can change in our talk. Look at verse, verse 12. It says, Can you pick olives from a fig tree or figs from a grapevine? No. And you can't draw fresh water from a salty pool. So James is saying, when you have a problem with your mouth, consider the source. 
You don't get grapes off an apple tree or you don't get pears off a cherry tree. The nature of the tree determines the fruit. So that my inner nature is going to determine how I speak. If I have a problem, it's down inside, not just from the mouth. It's a nature issue, not a mouth issue. James says, can fresh water come out of a salty pond or salty well? No. Whatever is in the well is going to come out. Now we're getting to the real issue. The real issue is a heart issue. The problem is not my tongue that I can control. The problem is my heart. And so Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 34, For out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. My mouth betrays what is really going on in my heart. I may kid you for a while, but eventually my mouth will betray what my heart is really like. Jesus explained the Freudian slip long before Freud was even around. He said it's coming from the inside. That's where the change needs to take place, inside, not just from, 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 the, from the tongue. Not just making a resolution, I'm not going to say such and such anymore. I'm I'm going to be kind in the words that I use. But that's really working on the outside, the externals. Sometimes you hear people making excuses. I don't know why I said that. That's not me. I'm not like that. it, It just came out. That's not like me at all. But James would say, yes, it is. It's just like you. You see, your words reveal what you are really like. So whatever you put into your heart is eventually going to come out with your words. If you show show me somebody with a harsh tongue, I'll show you somebody with an angry heart. Show me somebody with an overactive tongue talking all the time and I'll show you somebody with an unsettled heart. Show me somebody with a judgmental tongue and I'll show you somebody with a guilty heart. Show me somebody with a sarcastic, biting tongue and I'll show you somebody with a bitter heart. Show me somebody with a boasting tongue, always bragging. And I'll show you somebody with an insecure heart. It is only revealing what's on the inside of you. On the other hand, show me somebody who is encouraging all the time. And I'll show you somebody with a happy heart. Show me somebody who is gentle in their speech. And I'll show you somebody with a peaceful heart. Whatever is on the inside is what's going to come out of your mouth at some point. But the, so the question then, and the second major point is, what is the solution? How do I change? Three ways. First, get a new heart from God. Get a new heart from God. He specializes in heart transplants. You see, In Ezekiel chapter 18 and verse 31, 
rid yourselves of all the offenses you have committed and get a new heart and a new spirit. See, painting the pump isn't going to do any good if the water in the well is contaminated. All the external things are fine and good, but what you really need to start with is something much more radical in terms of surgery. You need a new heart. You need to say, God, I need you to do a miracle in my, in my life. I want to be able to reflect your spirit in all that I do. So how do you get that? Only through Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17, when someone becomes a Christian, he becomes a brand new person inside. He's not the same anymore. A new life has begun. That's the Living Bible's paraphrase. He gives us a heart transplant. And it could be called being born again. It means starting over. You're not turning over a new leaf. You're getting a whole new life. And only God can do that. But um, the second thing that we need to do is think before you speak and write. Think before you speak and write. Put your mind in gear before you put your mouth in gear. James chapter 1 and verse 18 says, Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. It's if you're quick to listen and, and uh, slow to speak, then you will be slow to get angry. And so those... Um, uh, words that you regret won't come out. Uh, you need to think before you speak, before you send a text, before you tweet, before you make a posting on Facebook. So we are living in a technological age, and it is so easy to create problems and damage individuals by what we put on Facebook or what even what we send on an email. Especially when people send emails to those who don't have anything to do with what's going on. And we have to be so careful that we don't damage people because we are using modern technology to get information which um, people who are receiving need not have. If you have a problem, then go to the person directly. You don't need to put it in an email or put it on Facebook or you don't need to tweet it. You just talk to the person. And so let the acronym THINK be a guide. And so T, is it truthful? Is it truthful? H, is it helpful? I, is it inspirational? N, is it necessary? And K, is it kind? Ask yourself those questions before you speak in anger or you send something um, on, uh, 
on an email or put on Facebook. Just before you speak or write, do some thinking. Just don't fly off the handle and do things which will not be helpful uh, to others. And so you could, you could say to yourself, do I really need to say this? Is it going to build up or is it going to tear down my husband or wife, the people that I work with, um, with my neighbors, or with someone in the church family? Is it going to build them up or is it going to tear them down? And if we can't um, answer that it's going to build them up, then don't send it or don't speak it. So number three, ask God for help every day. Ask God for help every day. Here's a good prayer that the psalmist prayed in Psalm 141 and verse 3. Set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. I need God's help to break lifelong habits. Both a bit in a horse's mouth and a rudder on a ship still are useless unless there's somebody in charge who knows what they are doing. You see, if you will make Jesus Christ a captain of your ship and let him steer the rudder, you will be able to to make changes in this area of your life. You see, tongue control really begins with life management. You need a life manager. That's either going to be you, and you know what a lousy job you've done, or it's going to be God who knows more about your life than you do. You see, God knows more than you know. He knows more than you may think he knows. He knows more than you may want him to know. He knows more than uh, you uh, know about yourself. And he knows your hidden thoughts and desires. Therefore, you can trust him with your life as you battle some some of the issues of life. As a captain of your ship, You can trust him. You can trust him through thick and through thin. You can trust him in the daytime as well as in nighttime. You can trust him when all is well and when you and when all goes wrong. You can trust him when you're traveling and when you're at home. You can trust him when you're weak and when you are strong. You can trust him when you feel like it and when you don't feel like it. And when you're up as well as when you're down. You see, as the manager of your life, you can trust God to lead you in the right direction. When you don't understand what's going on in your life or around you, just talk to God and trust him to give you understanding. When you can't clearly see the way that you should go, Talk to him and trust him. When you find yourself in a predicament, when you are in the midst of sorrow, when you face life alone, when you don't know what to do, 
When you must make important decisions, trust God to lead you and to guide you. So whatever strength or wisdom or comfort or guidance or help or support or grace that you need in order to handle the situation you're in, he will be there by you. And he will give you the wisdom and the power to do what you cannot do on your own. And so, my brothers and sisters, go ahead and trust God. He has never failed a test, never lost a battle, never misunderstood a situation, never broken a vow, never refused an individual, and never disappointed a soul and never will. Because he is the Lord God Almighty. And it is a privilege to be able to serve him and to say, Lord, have mercy, help me because I need you. May God be with you, and may he help you to use your speech to bring glory and honor to his name, rather than to put people down and to create problems which will last for a long time. May God help us all. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www. .pbcboston.org and tune in every Saturday morning at 10.30 for another inspiring message of hope and faith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.